Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him, his. I'm a queer, political, actor, activist, comedian, cancerian, self-proclaimed, sexy blurred. That's a uh, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by another fabulous minority where we tackle the news, pop culture, politics, media, history, and more, all with a little self-care and self-love sprinkled throughout. It's the Democratic National Convention, and it's usually one of my favorite times of every four years. Sorry, Olympics. I am a political news junkie, which comes as a surprise to none of you. And it's a weird one this year. It is, it's very weird, which of course, yeah, because we're still in the middle of a fucking pandemic. So, but in honor of the convention that is essentially just a giant Zoom PBS infomercial, well, we're going to go back in time to another, talk about a weird time. Let's go back to the 60s, right? Like, when has America not been a little weird? That should be someone's campaign campaign slogan. Make America not be fucking weird anymore. And by weird, we mean fucked up. Anyways, <laughs> they're already dropping the F-bombs. Woof, and we are still reeling, coming down from that amazing speech done by Michelle Obama. And in honor of Black women giving amazing speeches at convention, we're gonna go back into our corner, led by the fabulous and wonderful Aneke. We're gonna relive the deep dive into Shirley Chisholm. You've maybe heard the name, but you probably only even scratched the surface of this legend. So many great nuggets of information. She was many firsts, and Aneke brought Aneke breaks down the forgotten pioneer Shirley Chisholm. Sidebar, what inspires this corner is that time traveling, Stacey Abrams had just won the Democratic nomination, and we had so much hope, so much hope. But that's okay. We get knocked down, and we get back up. Time to learn, laugh, and play. It's the Minority Corner Rewind, Shirley Chisholm. Hey, lady. What you got for me? I got some good conversation about black women in politics. Ooh. First um, of all. That's kind yeah. of my... F- I love black women in all kind of forms. I, they're yeah. like... They're like, well, I don't want to equate them to Barbie dolls, but you know, if I had to collect them all, I love my politician ones. I love my astronaut ones. I love my I'm gonna poker let you ones. Slide I love <laughs> my burger serving ones. I love my gymnastic ones. I love them all. What can I say? I love black ladies. Did I save it? <laughs> all right. Um, listeners, you can't do this, but I'm going to let James get away with that. <laughs> Yeah, only I can because they have a special relationship. So don't you Stop do it. it. Don't go mouthing off at your dinner parties. Hey, guys, you know what's fun? Collecting black, black women and all their different oh professions. Okay. Well, going on with that, um, mm-hmm. I want to give a big old giant congratulations to... I'm stretching this out. Stacey Abrams. Oh, yay. Good job. What'd she do? Stacey Abrams just won the Democratic primary in Georgia, and she's basically has become the first black woman um, to be a major party nominee for governor. 
Whoa. Yeah. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. So she literally just got voted in um on Tuesday. Um so, so elected. She, she is she is the governor. She doesn't no, have to run she's anymore. She's a Democratic nominee for oh, governor. Okay. So she's so running she's... against the Republican. And what what state was this? I was so excited. It's her black Georgia. lady governor. Okay. My little Georgia Peach, we can do this. I feel like I feel it. like a lot of black women can come out and support black people. People of every color and race should come out and support um Stacey Abrams because I mean, fuck, this is historic. If she wins, she'll be the first black woman to ever be a governor of any state. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And not to mention, um, the South. Oh, she! I knew I heard that name before. She, mm-hmm. uh, she's amazing. Yeah. She was on Full Frontal. Yeah, she was on an episode of Ashley, uh, Ashley Black's Full Frontal. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we refer to it on this show. That's a, yeah, uh, but yeah, she's really great. She's amazing. Yeah, and not to mention um, Georgia. They haven't had a African American governor in that region since Reconstruction. So in the Deep South, wow. in the Deep South wow. at all. So if she wins, she will be. Nicking off all those different board, those. What do you say? Like when you check knicker knackers, yeah, boxes. checking, checking. I don't know what checking. I'm saying. Okay, checking uh, off what those we, boxes. Chicken, checking shabazz. Um, <laughs> just guessing along. So to celebrate, um, good old um Stacey Abrams. I want to, and also who I talked about last time, um, I brought up that I wanted to talk about Shirley Chisholm's. Oh, yay. Oh, my God. I am pulling up my cushion. Tell yes. me a story. I want to hear all about her. Because okay. I think I briefly brought her up yes. years ago during the Democratic National Committee. I yes. mentioned her yes. as a little footnote, and I said, one day we'll get back to her. That day is today. That day is today, <laughs> and I did a damn deep dive, and it is right. really good because she's fascinating, and she's somebody that i think is lost to the history books that we really need to um remember she's amazing Mm -hmm. okay so basically shirley chisholm was born shirley anita saint hill in brooklyn new york on november 30th in 1924 heard of it um she okay so basically the reason why i'm talking about her today is because she was the first black candidate for a major party's nomination she was also the first woman to run for president under the democratic party um and she also was the first black woman to be elected to the u.s congress that's a lot of firsts and we barely i didn't know that yeah, I mean she I mean she should be covered in the history books. Like you don't right. find out about her until like adulthood and you have to dig to find her. Exactly. Exactly. Where's her movie? Like right? hello. Even yeah. the Democratic Party doesn't celebrate her right. enough. Like at the DNC, we need to be like Shirley Chisholm, thank you. One, I'm glad that you're bringing that up because even though I supported Hillary, I voted for Hillary, of course. But the reason that I got mad at Hillary's campaign is because they act like she Shirley Chisholm didn't exist. This is mm. literally the first woman to run for president and there is no acknowledgement by hillary clinton about this first woman to run for president like yeah hello she feels, it feels like shirley should have been mentioned more on speeches and and yes. i feel like i watched the dnc and i don't feel like i remember hearing her name once i've heard barack obama say her name before yes yes um but everybody else t- tends to forget about her mm. so mm-hmm. we won't forget her on this show no, we won't. Episode just for you, Shirley. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's the daughter of immigrants from British Guyana, woo, which is where my family's mm. from, and also Barbados, which is where Rihanna's from. Um, basically, she spent her time going back and forth between Brooklyn and Barbados. 
She received her BA from Brooklyn College in 1946 and her MA in Education in Col- from Columbia in 1952. Um, Damn. She did that all while serving as the director of the Friends Day Nursery and also at, while she was teaching nursery school. And since those numbers are might be kind of jumbled, I just want to point out that she was 28 when she was doing that. My head can't handle this because... I'm like, oh, I have no excuses to not be amazing and fabulous. Like, this is also 1946 where they were like, boo women and boo black people and especially boo black women. Yeah. And also boo immigrants. So she's like holding all of this shit down. I know. We we have no excuse. We well, or just, you know, why we have no excuse for not praising this woman. Like, what the hell, you know? Yeah, that's huge. So um, in addition to getting her master's from Columbia, teaching and serving as the director of the school when she was 28, um, (laughs) she was also the education consultant to the New York City's daycare division. Her district's unity, she was a part of her district's unity democratic club, and she was super active in the NAACP. Damn. Yeah. Yes. I know, it's wild. So, at the age of 40, she entered into politics, and she did that by representing the Brooklyn District and state legislator from 1964 to 1968. In 1968, she was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives when she was, when she Um, first started her job she was assigned the house of agricultural committee which is fucked up because she's from brooklyn yeah that that someone was not setting her up for success let me tell you why wasn't she working for hud right you it's like uh, i don't know anyway so she was pissed about this but also just i want to put a thing in your timeline 1964 1968 i mean hello we hear about dr king and malcolm x seems like and she was in the system, working within the system. They were working outside of the system. No one ever talks about Shirley Chisholm. I just think about, like, I'm sorry I'm going on this thing. No, but like, this is good. How many young women and people would she have inspired had people told her story? I'm almost, like, exactly. angry. It's Me the- too. But we're doing it today. We're doing okay. it today. We so are listen serving to this. it up. And you made a great, excellent-ass point. 1964 to 1968, when shit is wild. Yes. She... Um, gets assigned this bullshit ass committee, the House Agricultural Committee, where she's like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit. And then she talked to this rabbi who was like, okay, you need to make lemonade out of lemons. And she was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking make lemonade out of lemons. <laughs> and so she took the surplus from all the food that's from the Agricultural Committee. She turned it around and used it to feed the poor and the hungry. She literally took lemon, yeah. <laughs> lemons and made lemonade. You weren't yeah. kidding. Damn. Yeah. Not only in addition to that, she helped expand the food stamp program and she created WIC, which still exists today. And it is a special supplementary nutri- nutrition program for women, infants, and children. What? She's, She's so bad. Oh, I love I it. Like, She's so badass. And you're not even done. And you're I know. not I'm even not done. Even done. <laughs> um, during her tenure in Congress. So she was in Congress for a very long time and we'll take a little subset, but she basically was in Congress until 1983. Um, which, which state was she a representative Brooklyn, for? New York. Oh, she, yeah. wow. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. I know. Yeah. So while she was there in Congress, she opposed the fucking Vietnam war. Ooh. She, um, what else? She, she opposed weapon development. She was in wow. full support of employment proposals. 
proposals. She served in, um, she also founded the National Women's Political Caucus with Betty Friedan, Gloria wow. Steinem, and this other woman, Bella Abzug. She supported the Equal Rights Amendment. She co-founded the Congressional Black Caucus and was a part what? of the process of legalizing abortion. I kind of can't handle like how we don't know about this amazing, how there's not like a movie almost every week about Shirley Chisholm. There needs to be a movie about her because she was a fucking badass. She was also, she also authored the bill to help gain access to minimum pay for domestic workers. Wow. Uh, and listen to this fucking badass shit during her time in congress which i have to remind you is from 1969 to 1983 um she only hired women and half of her staff were black fucking love that that's amazing that is amazing and you're rattling off all these huge accomplishments and they just think about how many congress people like paul ryan hasn't done shit you know except destroy things like it just like she's actually done so much amazing like these are the kind of want in office you know she's not taking bribes from lobbyists and all this and and ruining things yeah. i know amazing and she said that during her time in congress she felt she got a lot of um sexism and racism but sexism sure. was like more than racism and she's been really? quoted as saying men are men <laughs> Which is wow she true. you know what i love about that she's like i don't got time i got yes. to i gotta get shit done exactly. so i see you being all sexist whatever i got a job to do exactly and one of the things that the shit things that she wanted to get done was run for motherfucking president. Mm, mm, mm. Get it. She's got my vote. Yeah. I'm going to travel back in time, hit the little ballot, and I they wish won't we count had it because I won't have an ID. But I fucking wish we had more of that because, um, so she ran for president in 1972. She won um, 152 delegates under the Democratic ticket before she ultimately withdrew her candidacy. So, oh, here's a quick fun fact before we get into her candidacy. Um, Barbara Lee, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, she was a volunteer on her campaign. Whoa, look at that. Yeah. Full circle. Look at that inspiring, right? Like you just, you never know who the little up and coming little, little munchkins are going to grow up to be. Working on campaigns. Okay. So here's the drag part. So this is the reason why her campaign didn't work. So her campaign was underfunded. So they only spent $300,000 on her campaign, which sounds like a lot. But to kind of give you context on um, how much is spent on a campaign, Obama in his 2012 campaign spent $400 million. Right. But do you think, what was it because that, like now we spend so much more no. on campaigns? And, no. Oh, they she, just, they oh, didn't okay. take her seriously. The Democratic Party and not to mention other parties didn't take her seriously and they mostly saw her as a symbolic um, um, politician, which is bullshit. Um, like, why would they not take her seriously? She's like, oh, I'm just doing this for shits and giggles. She's a congresswoman with, like, racking up yeah. accomplishments. But How? as Shirley Chisholm said, men are men. Men are men. Mm. Um, and you know what? If she had been a white man, she would have been elected president. Oh, my God. That, She's basically Bobby Kennedy, shit. but in a black woman mm. form. Oh, true. Yeah. So, okay, during the campaign, there are three confirmed threats against her, too. Of course. And, of course. But listen to this. Her husband at the time, Conrad Chisholm, who she married in 1949, he served as her bodyguard until she was given <gasps> Secret Service in 1972. <laughs> see, that's that's the re- <laughs> that's the real bodyguard movie I want to see. I know! 
<laughs> right? That's the real bodyguard story. <laughs> I know, sweet. I mean, they ended up getting divorced, but still, sweet at the time. Oh, well, we don't have to end the movie. We can end the movie before then. Yeah. So, okay. So, wrapping it up. So, during her time in um, Congress, going back to Congress, she went back to Congress after that, and she wrapped it up it by 1983. After that, she um, was a guest lecturer, and she spent time as a visiting professor at Mount Holyoke College and also at Spelman. So, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In 1993. Spelman? Yeah. You know that always makes me think of? Different world. A different Not- world. Mm, where you come from? <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, I, I always want to go to Spelman. I, I didn't know it was a real college yeah. until like maybe just now. Oh God. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> in 1993, um, Bill Clinton wanted her to be the ambassador to to Jamaica, but she declined due to poor health. But secretly, as a Jamaican and as a Caribbean person, I think that she was insulted and she probably passed off on that because, um, hello, different islands are different. She was from British Guyana and Barbados, which is not Jamaica. There's hella Jamaican Americans. So what are you doing, Clinton? And also, I feel like she's beyond an ambassadorship. Like, no offense. Yeah, she she's ran for president. That shit. Yeah, I mean, ambassadorships. No offense if you're an ambassador and you're listening, but you probably know this. They hand those out to like almost anybody. Like, if you know someone, I mean, I'm not. You convinced. get it. I'm not saying that. The, <laughs> there are the people here like oh, on this on this podcast. They're an ambassador from each. <laughs> Oh, come on. Come on. I will. I, next week, I'll be. I'll run a list of like, guess who's an ambassador? And you'll be like, really? What? I mean, especially with this administration. Okay, exactly. So, Hand them out like candy. It's I like, know. who wants it? So um, she died in 2005 at the age of oh. 80 in Florida. Mm. And um, a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. So if you want to know more about Shirley Chisholm, how we do that you can read um she wrote two books the oh, first book right. you're gonna you like the title this of this book this is like i feel like we need to take this can i titles. can i take a guess at what i think it is I, I don't think that you can guess but give it to me i'm a badass bitch named shirley chisholm men will be men so probably, i'm for president probably Fuck y'all. close enough <laughs> it's it's a shorter version of it you ready yes unbought and unbossed Oh my god. Which Done. is literally written on her grave. Shut your face. You know what? <laughs> I am so mad because I feel like she was the guest. Like it's almost like she was meant to be on this show, right? I know I love like, it. That's so something much. that we would have come up with. Unbought <gasps> and unbossed. <laughs> Jesus. You know what, Aneke, if only like I we would have been her campaign managers yes. and she would have won. Yes. I wish that we could do a movie where we one of our because we're like a minority corner video series we've already got our uh christmas quantitown video series yes and the other one is like us time traveling and we go back and we become campaign managers for shirley chisholm i'm into that so much that sounds like the best thing ever in my we'll life we'll start a go there's a gun there'll be a go me link at the in the show yes. notes <laughs> for us to make this movie oh so just to kind of wrap it up um, that's one book that she wrote. She also wrote a book in 1973 called The Good Fight. There's a book written about her called... <gasps> they um, stole her title for they, that lame-ass TV they show. Did. Sure. They, 
I haven't watched it. Maybe it's good, but I I'm just know. upset. It's a spinoff. Um, so Shirley Chisholm, <laughs> Catalyst for Change, was also written by Barbara Winslow. And there is a PBS POV documentary called Shirley Chisholm 72, Unbought and Unbossed. <laughs> I can tell you're about to say it because you gear it up. Your neck got geared up. You got to get into the mood to say that. I fucking love it. I love, so she doesn't really have a grave. She has a vault, but which is even Ooh. better. But the fact ah. that it's written on there is like, ah, uh, like I had no idea. Like I've always heard about her. I've always kind of known about her, but I never really knew how cool she was and like how badass that she actually worked within yeah. the system to make these changes happen. Like, yes. This is awesome. And, and people always tell you to work within the system, and Shirley did that. Like, right. And then we don't give her credit. Like, she is right up there with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. They were working yes. on the outside. She was working on the inside. Like, yes. a lot of the things that we have, like, people... Like you can't point as to like, oh, that was the thing that did it. It was all of these different movements and all of these different things. Like you couldn't just have just Martin Luther King. You had to have Malcolm X as well. You couldn't exactly. Like, you, also, you had to have all these different people. Like you can't. Not one way is the right way for any movement to progress. There has to mm -hmm. be all different facets of it. And she was a part of that. Yes. Put her Great. on the Black Mount Rushmore. Which way yes. is that? Put her on just Mount Rushmore. Okay, yeah, chisel. I'm gonna get my chisel. Okay. <laughs> see, see you over there. Can you imagine? So amazing. Well, that's my little my little story, and I hope you guys liked it. I know I liked it. I think you yes. liked it, James. I am unbought and unbossed. If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring in a folding chair. That is the woman of the episode, Shirley Chisholm. She has so many great mic dropping quotes that let's read a few, few, few other ones. Service is the rent that you pay for room on this earth. And last one, she said, you don't make progress for standing on the sidelines, whimpering and complaining. You make progress by implementing ideas. This woman's full of mic drop inspirational quotes, really reminding me of if you watch the Democratic Convention tonight, you're still probably reeling from the amazing speech of Michelle Obama. And so inspiring to witness time after time this is what her fourth convention third convention that michelle obama has spoken at and just what that means to have a black woman being the keynote of the first night of the convention do we need to even have any more speakers she had so many mic drop moments so just a heads up of a schedule change that will happen for just for next week next week tuesday will be our new episode and then on Friday will be our rewind. So joining me for Tuesday's all new episode for next week will be, I've dubbed him, our political expert, Ben Randall. And we're going to debrief the Democratic Convention, which is happening all of this week. We'll talk about the highs, the highlights, the lowlights. Y'all, if I have to hear that damn Rise Up song one more time, Lord... And Eva Longoria better win all the Emmys for hosting it because it is no easy feat. So it's going well, this uh, Democratic Zoom call. But feeling very inspired. Anyways, Ben Rand will be here to help break it all down. And hopefully we'll have an idea of what needs to happen next for us. What do we need to do to build back better 
get the soul of America going. Yes, I am on brand because damn it, Michelle Obama said, if you think things can't get much worse, it can. Alarm bells are ringing, folks. All hands on deck. This is not a drill. Quick little bit of, uh, since we're on the subject of, uh, is the fact checking this a little bit? We had mentioned how Hillary Clinton didn't mention Shirley Chisholm at all. That's actually not true. And Hillary Clinton's first speech when she announced that she was running for office, she did mention uh, Hillary Chisholm, not a person, Shirley Chisholm. And she didn't mention her in a few of her other speeches. Um, I was, I will admit, too busy being on the Bernie train that I did not hear, hear that. But there it is. Owning my side. And one little also, just looking back to Michelle Obama, y'all, she does not want to run for president. I'm already seeing like, oh, Michelle Obama for president. She d- read her book, listen to her podcast, listen to her speech. She does not like politics. Let her be a private citizen. And she has more power and freedom as a private citizen anyways with a bigger platform. She's good where she is. She doesn't have to deal with the politics of stuff. She can just speak her mind. People listen. It's better this way. And also to get activated. Everybody's looking for these savior candidates to come and save the day. Michelle Obama as magnificent and wonderful and as great as she is. She's not doing anything that any of us can't do in our own way or Avenue or lane or whatever our gifts or our talents are. Get activated, get in the fight. We need you. Whatever way that looks like for you, it'll look different for everybody else. But we all have to take part of being active citizens in our communities, in our country. And I think being inspired by her is the best way to go and the best way that we could honor the work that she's doing, that amazing speech that she did. Play it again and again. Let's go. And leave her alone. She doesn't want to be president. But listen to her podcast. Her podcast is amazing. Let's click on over quickly to the review of the week. Oh, short and sweet. Five stars. Titled episode 254. And they wrote, anyone who wants Agent Orange out of office needs to listen to this episode. Well, there you go. You know, we got a lot of great comments on Twitter, which y'all know I don't like to dip in too often. But a lot of great feedback from our previous episode where... We had an impassioned conversation around nomination of Kamala Harris being the vice president, vice presidential candidate for the Democratic National, uh, for the Democratic Party. (laughs) Words are hard. And yes, that's right. Kamala Harris. We were getting dragged for mispronunciation of her name. But have you met the show? We do not pronounce words correctly. Most of the time, but I was just, there's not necessarily a tweet of the week. Really just appreciated the things that y'all said at JSTAR1728 said, if you're feeling uncomfortable about Kamala Harris politically, listen to this episode of Minority Corner, vote them in, then hold them accountable. You don't have to agree, agree with all the politics or her political history to vote Dem this fall and save lives. I think that tweet sums it all up. I was so filled with the emotions seeing during the DNC, we'll get into this next week, but just seeing the beautiful song and the black and white video montage of all of the Americans that had been lost to this virus and how unnecessary that was, that all of these people did not have to die. And so that's what we're doing. That's what we're fighting for. And it has been really inspiring. And just the first day of the DNC already to see all these different folks from 
within the huge, large tent, you had Bernie Sanders to Amy Klobuchar to then some Republicans, uh, Kasich. Uh, did I say that right? I don't know, and I don't care. But it was such a staunch reminder of, to me, of finding the common ground. We have to find the common ground and unite in whatever way it is. I really like the slogan of meet people where they are, but don't leave them there. There's so much more that unites us than divides us. And I know it sounds cheesy, but that's because it's true. We have to get to that place and continue to go even higher as our queen... Michelle Obama said, let her just be queen, right? A queen, we can just give that title away. We can not give it away, earned. But, you know, she's a queen, Beyonce queen. Meghan Markle a queen, but she did it, you know, the old-fashioned way. She got married into that. Oh, we did get fact-checked by at Nearsighted Puka. They wrote, oof, Minority Corner referred to mules as asexual. That is a huge oopsie. The word they were looking for was sterile. Unless the mules are waving ace pride flags around, asexual was originally used by scientists to describe organisms like sea sponges that re- reproduce without sex. But asexuality labels emerged and folks who experienced a lack of sexual attraction differentiated themselves from the queer label. Anyone who wasn't interested in different gender was presumed gay, describing those animals was distinguished as asexual reproduction. On that note, I know y'all will do better. You're always helping me be better, and we all need to help each other. Lots of hearts. Thank you so much for that. Listen, when the record is hitting, sometimes you can't find the right words, the wrong words, but really appreciate it takes a village. Don't give in. All right, that's it. Register to vote, wash your hands, and have a beautiful week. Thank you all for listening to Minority Corner, because together, we're the majority. Love y'all. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.